Damien Saint. What's going on? We're finally doing it. Long time no see. <laughs> How are you feeling? Pretty good. We threatened to do this for a long, right. a long fucking time. We sat there at the W talking absolute shite. I know. We always said we'd record it, but my concern was, even now, I've never agreed. To, I've, I've always been the guy that's done these and recorded other people. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm always worried I'm too honest. Mate, honesty is the beauty of a podcast. <coughs> kind because of, well, but you have like, to be careful. Let's get the nitty gritty out, let's not on the it. table, mate. So you're back at W now, right? You're, yeah, they reopened yeah? Um, December 16th. My permit came through on the 18th and then I went back. But it's nothing like it was before. It's probably how could it be? Like the whole island's just... Yeah. Bruce, I'm lucky man. to be back there right now. I guess I'm just DJing again, just doing sunsets. Whereas before, you know, I was organizing all the events, booking talent. So you're, you're just doing the DJ now? Yeah. Oh, right. It's okay. just me. I'm like the only resident doing oh, Wednesday wow, to Sunday. Really? Yeah, it's kind of eerie. So you're not, that's it. You're not booking anyone? Yeah. No, there's no one to book. Is there anyone coming through the studio at all? Like, I mean, I had a couple of voiceover clients, um, but I've also got a second studio in Changu which the acoustics are better for voiceovers. So oh, right. we're doing voiceovers. You know, you have like the meditation apps, like mm. uh, Headspace, Balance, Calm and stuff like that. So we do the voiceover recordings for Balance. Oh, right. <coughs> Excuse me. Who have you got doing that? A girl called Leah. She lives in Ubud. But the team are in San Francisco. Okay. So they come down to the studio. We record like super pro, like dead, dead silent. So we that's record. That's a huge... That's... Just for calm, or you're saying that no, not calm. It's balance. It's like oh. competitor. It's like the competitor oh, okay. for. We've done calm before. I know the head of music for calm. Um, That's a huge thing now, hey. Like I keep, yeah, it's blown I keep up. Seeing these, we uh, kind of we were recording stuff for the. We've done stuff for calm a long time ago, and I know the music director there as well. Um, but yeah, those things are huge now. Yeah, like the study got. It's like all, the, all musicians. Like you know how movies, like actors that did movies. <coughs> would never do a TV series in yeah. the past. And, yeah, like and if you saw it, it, you'd be like, oh, you've dropped the yeah. B grade, mate. And now you've got Matthew McConaughey or Morgan yeah, Freeman sending you off to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. At, at first, I kind of sneered at it, like, wow, whatever. Yeah. But you try it, it'll knock you out. It's like diazepam. Oh, I need anything I can get, mate. <laughs> anything I can get. So, yeah, yeah right. back at W, DJing. Um, so who's down there? Like, do you, like is it is it a bit of a ghost town in terms of even people hanging out there, or is there? It's been pretty good. Okay, but and that's just that's domestic tourism, or it's just people living here. You think people living here? I don't think there's much domestic tourism at all. Yeah. Okay. Because they have to test, or I think you can drive in without having to test. Yeah. Fuck knows. I know I a lot of people have been driving <coughs> back. A lot and of forth, expats, like familiar faces, coming down for sunset. Yeah. Okay. But then we've been getting smashed with rain. You know, there's been cyclones yeah, whipping down too, the right? beach. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just everything hits at once. But I mean, what a what a year! I've I've obviously been living up north, so for me, I'm in this weird space where like I sort of end up forgetting that there's shit going down because I've been up, I've been in my own world up there. Either my whole world changed a year ago when it all kicked off, but since I've been up there, I've sort of gotten used to being up there now and being in my I own. I think that was world. a great move. Yeah, it's, it's you a, went up I'm, there for that. Yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad I did it. But because I'm up there by myself and it's not a tourist area, 
no, no, I don't see a, a change up there because mm. it's the same as when I first went up there. So I kind of get into this mind frame where I forget that anything's changed and then I'll drive down here and when I get down here then I'll be harshly reminded because... Yeah, decimated. Yeah, you'll walk... Like, I can't believe, like, just driving around... Petitanga is empty. Ah, oh, driving... Yeah, I drove down Petitanga. It's kind of nice like, when you have to drive to work, though. Yeah, the, the drives are sweet, man. Going yeah. out, to, out to... Even this morning I went out to do my visa at immigration it's Fuck, just that's always just fun bang, bang yeah it's just i don't have to do that fortunately yeah right but it's still the, the trips down that way is so fast now i mean you could drive to uluwatu it feels like you just zip down there these days yeah which is you know that feels like the the old school days how long have you been here now again about five years no, no. man 12 oh, Jesus. oh no that's right we're the same i always think i'm yeah, five yeah. well it's 12 <laughs> then, but 2010 I, I spent the year in amsterdam because i was a tour manager oh uh, right okay <coughs> and then I did a year of that. We did 300 flights in a year. And then we did our Jeez. second tour of Australia. And then... So who was that with? Sebastian Ledger. Right. Producer friend. Um, but yeah, I quit after a year and then came back here. Back into the uh, Garden of Sky. So you had... <laughs> <laughs> so, I, well, let's get back to that then. Like, So you first <laughs> moved to Bali. To I came... I came you see, I was in Singapore. I was a Ministry of Sound resident DJ, and that after a few years, that didn't work out. What? Uh, what? I, I remember interviewing you. Uh, have we talked about this? Because I, I interviewed you for the beat. Maybe years I don't ago, I either interviewed you or I I did write ups on you. Definitely, like I remember doing the sort of half page ads in uh, you know about what's on and what's happening. I remember writing about Damien Saint. From sing, I remember. Caught, There's not much to write. I remember. It, yeah, it was a three-word article. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> three words to describe this guy. No, but I remember. Uh, I met. I remember Ministry of Sound, and I remember Singapore. I remember those are the two things that that I remember about you just from all that. Man, I wrote about so many DJs when I did that magazine, but but I can't remember <coughs> if you had just moved here or you were were you flying here to play from Singapore. I came here to play as a guest. Right. Uh, yeah. So I'd lost a gig in Singapore, but I was still hanging out there. I wanted to live there permanently, but it was really difficult to get permanent residency. And then, what did I do? No, that's not true, actually. I went, I went back to the UK for a few months, and then I pulled together all my contacts and pulled together a, a tour. So I was going to play in uh, Malaysia, Singapore, Korea, and somewhere else. <coughs> Fuck, I smoked too much. Um... And I went up to Seoul, I did a gig there, and then I stayed at a, a friend's apartment for a week because he was away. He'd gone yeah. to Bali on holiday. All the time I've been, I've been in Southeast Asia for 21 years and I'd never been to Bali. 21? Wow. Yeah, I, was all, I always wanted to be in a city because I'm from mm. a small seaside town by the beach. So, you know, growing up, it was like the dream of being in these big fucking metropolis places. Yeah. So Singapore, I started in Bangkok. I was in Taiwan and Singapore. Um, so while I was in Seoul, my friend came down here for a holiday and he went to Ocean Beach Club. He's a Canadian guy. Ocean Beach Club. Yeah. So this was right. like the week Ocean Beach Club opened. So we met yeah. Sean straight away. Two Canadians clicked, you know, hit okay. it off. And he said, uh, listen, I got this DJ staying in Seoul at the minute. You know, he's been in Southeast Asia a while. He worked for ministry, this, that, and the other. You interested in booking him? And he said, yeah, sure, bring him down. So I came down. <coughs> wasn't met at the airport. I had to find my way around this island. Classic, the classic, classic Bali, Bali professionalism. Yeah, you rock like, up. Yeah, like, what's what do they on? say? Baptism by fire or, or something like that. It's the wild west uh, on a tropical island in the east. A taxi drops me at Ocean Beach Club. 
blazing sun and then I meet... Which would have spun you out too because Ocean Beach Club was basically renting out an old hotel that hadn't been renovated yet or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something to do with the Harris. It was the Harris's property. Yeah. This is now Beachwalk Mall. Is that what Beachwalk is now? Yeah, yeah, it was built on top. It was fucking brilliant. Oh, wow. It was I never great really back then. Pl- replaced that in my yeah, yeah, yeah. geographical mind. But that was their second place. So the, the old little Sky Garden was, was their first thing. These are the people that have got Shishi and The Forge now. Yeah. But back then, Sky Garden was 200 capacity. When it, when it rained, they used to pull the roof cover over I manually. It. I remember it. Proper I remember parties. watching them And do everyone, it. everyone from Seminyak... They used to got a living room. Fucking hell! This started to sound like you and Stu being old and fucking nostalgic. <laughs> we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to bring, bring this back soon. Shout out to Stu. Um, so I was at Ocean Beach Club. I, I went there uh, to play on the, I think it was the Friday and the Saturday, and I played on the on the Friday. And uh, one of the residents there, after my set, he said, "I really like your music. You know, we same music interest and taste." <clears throat> let's have dinner tomorrow night before your Saturday night gig. So we sat down and, and started talking. And he said, uh, I can say this now because the, the guy that they were going to let go isn't here anymore. He <laughs> said, the guy the guy that's playing now, uh, I'm letting him go soon. Are you interested in a residency? Do you want to stay? And to be honest, at the time, I didn't have any anything else going. So I thought, let me sleep on it. Uh, and then I agreed to it. Fucking hell. And that was just after the move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, was, that was it. It's amazing how that happened too. Well, I did go to Amsterdam a couple of years after, but it, uh, it was too fucking cold. And the flights were killing me. Like I said, three, 300 flights in one year. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So how did you first, like, what was that first? It's, it's so easy to talk about, like, how, what life's like once you're doing what you do. But it's that little step to get to that point where you are doing 300 gigs a year, that's often something that... Most people who don't work in the entertainment industry as a musician or a DJ or whatever often think, well, how did you get to that bit? Like, where, where was the flick? Like, what were you doing? <laughs> and actually, I've missed out a bit here because I was at Ocean Beach Club and Sky Garden, but at that time, I'd, I'd always wanted to move to Australia. <laughs> don't know why. Yeah, mate, what's wrong with you? Time's me by yeah. 26 million. Look out. Um, Not good. So it worked out, I, I, I could get this working holiday visa and go there. I didn't know what I was going to do there. But I got this visa and then I went there. I, I lasted three months and it was, it was the, one of the worst experiences oh, ever. Really? It was impossible really? to get work. I'd quit music. Uh, it was just really difficult. I lasted three months. Where were you? You're I was in Sydney. I was in Manly. Uluru or something. Fuck out. <laughs> At the base of the year. It was just hard. You know, I was a DJ. Busking. I guess I was semi-successful as a DJ in Asia Pacific but once you get there you, it's back to the normal world where you're applying for jobs and you need yeah. skills and you know normal people's shit and it, it just wasn't working so after a few months you know Sebastian's an old friend of mine we were talking on the phone a lot I said I'm miserable I don't know what to do and he said I need a tour manager why don't you just meet me in Sydney on New Year's Day and then uh, we'll go back move back to Amsterdam so from you there. old mates from yeah 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 from, from, from ministry singapore like 2006 right so um it was just a fucking excuse to fly around the world as friends on yeah. other people i mean that's a pretty money. good ticket if you're if fantastic. you're in sydney just spinning out about lack of work and someone says it was <laughs> really i actually left that early i agreed to the tour manager deal but as soon as i'd agreed to it i flew back to bali straight away and did like six weeks here and then flew back to sydney on the same visa again 
because those working holiday ones are multiple entry. Right. So I, I came back to Bali, did more gigs at Sky Garden <clears> and Ocean Beach, and then went back to Sydney. We did a Summer Days tour in 2010, which was uh, fucking hell. Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Perth, back to Sydney for a couple of weeks, and then we went to Amsterdam, and that's when things kicked off. You Were might you be in Colombia for at four all, days. No, some of the sets I was opening, um, but generally just logistics and organizing flights. Did you drivers. enjoy that side of it? It's like, fucking brilliant. I'm flying around the world with my best mate. It was amazing. Yeah. I, and it cost us nothing. We were getting paid to do it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Was the actual logistical side, though, did you sort of <coughs> get into it? Some people really enjoy that organization yeah, yeah. side. I wouldn't say I really enjoyed it. But I guess if it's just two of you and your <coughs> mates and you're like... I, the, the really non-enjoyable part, I guess, for a lot of managers would be managing a band where you're not really mates with the whole band and the band's yeah, just different. like kids fucking around and then you're... That's exactly... Do you know what it was? It was like a a year-long school trip. Yeah, right. You were, you were both the kids and you were just... just madness. <laughs> you got to Tokyo you, for a week and got to Sydney for two weeks, Colombia for great. four nights, yeah. and then Brazil, then back to Amsterdam, Ibiza five times in that season did you actually have to play because he's your mate did you actually have to play manager role of like dude get your shit together like pull your no. head out off the fucking no that's the, the thing he'd always be down in the lobby before me oh really always organised yeah it was, <laughs> okay. it was like, I can't sleep in um, it was more dealing with promoters and I'm the guy that fixed awkward situations like if someone hadn't paid the other half okay or they paid a deposit or yeah, I was the guy that had to speak up. Or the, the awkward dinners with promoters where it's so... Pulled out your jiu-jitsu? No, this was years <laughs> before jiu-jitsu. I've not trained jiu-jitsu for ages. I'm not going to... We will talk about that later <laughs> before my fucking leg almost fell off. <laughs> but yeah, that was then. Uh, and then I came back to Bali, did a Sky Garden for a few more years. And then, not a few more years, a few more months. And then the W opened. And one of the residents at the time, Danny, he moved to W. Danny Fryer. Mm. Yeah, the legend that is. <laughs> I need Where a cough button, now? like a, a, a mute cough button. So. <laughs> Danny's in Oregon, but that's a different places. story. Um, fuck, where was I? You're at, at W. Danny's yeah, well, they wanted to meet a start from day one with, um, with, with Danny. But back then, it was different back then. It's like you have to have a kitas. You've got to pay for your own kitas. And I wasn't making enough to just fork out, like, a, at the time, like a month's salary to be able to, to pay for it. So it's a big risk at that, that initial stage. No, not, not back then. Oh, no, it wasn't? No, no. no. Well, to pay I, for your own kitas? Oh, back yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean to... I, like, thought, to, I thought you meant the uh, officials. Oh, right. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I skimmed it under the radar for a long time. But then, but then once it was at a point where... Um, you had to pay. You've really had to pay for your own kitas and get it sorted. The, the, I saw that it was a big risk for anyone that was coming in for the first time. If you didn't have the gigs already set up and the yeah. money guaranteed, it's a lot of money to fork out. It is. It is now. Mm. If I'm lucky, it's even harder now. But yeah. um, but they look after you now. <laughs> what anyway, is, what is being looked we'll after even more? And, and, but anyway, so I, I was doing like one sunset a week. And then we did some concepts. We did those glow parties in the basement. So I was kind of bouncing between Sky Garden. I was playing at Mint for Mamsa as well. And then I was at W for this sunset. And it was going well. And I started making a bit more cash. And they said, look, 
if you if you get your own permit, then we'll take you for like four gigs a week. So I was kind of blurring between Sky and then W, and I was enjoying W more. They Sky gone. I was going to like five a.m. every day, drinking a lot. It's a heavy process down there, man. A lot of Jaeger, like glasses like this. Of That's Jaeger. where I did the most Jaeger I've ever had in my life. It's ridiculous. But Sean had sent him mixed with Red Bull as well. So you get these. Oh fucking hell! Uh, and then I just took took the W gigs and kind of just didn't go back to Sky. That was all, it. All cool. Was there any? Uh, bad no, we just didn't there. talk it again. It's like I didn't get fired, <laughs> and right. I didn't quit. I don't know. I just did. Just transitioned. You guys away good though? When you bump into each other in the. We I mean, we bumped into each other once. Really? Well. Yeah, that was like four years ago. But the guy's on fire. He's doing. He's, he's a smart businessman. That guy. Oh, he's all over it. Like it's. He's one of those. Just touch it. It turns to gold. I mean, just when Petty Tang it's died in the ass and it's, it's a ghost town and. <clears throat> Up pops Forge in the middle of a, <laughs> yeah. middle of an ep- of a pandemic, and it's just cranking. It's the spot for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I fucking hate backstories because they drag. What's going on now? What's going on, mate? I mean, it's been what a mental year. We've only caught up once in this last year, really. We had that chat, that oh, yeah. video, video chat, but that was that was man, that still was a long time in, ago. That, that was must have been like June, ago. July. Yeah, that was. I think it went really quick because I was. Yeah, I'd only just been up there for, I felt like I was just sort of getting into it when we chatted when I was up there. But yeah. Well, I'm kind of torn with the whole thing because although, not just money, like I was I was fucking busy. We were doing great events and festivals and then I was, you know, fly to the States, fly to Austin for W meetings or LA yeah. or some of the best trips of my life. And that's definitely all stopped. I was actually lucky to go to LA just before the whole pandemic kicked off. Mm. Yeah, that's I was right. There for like twelve days. Yeah, that's right. Because I saw what was the comedy thing you went to? I went to the comedy store to yeah. see Kill Tony. Yeah, that's yes. right. Because yeah, I saw your photo on the steps. Yeah, there and, I was and like, the day Man. after was like Rogan and Joey Diaz, but I, no one oh, else wanted to go. And after the, the the night that I went, you realised that after the notoriety that the comedy stores got, if a show's starting, we went for like a seven pm show. But there's a queue outside an hour before. And no, it's right. long. And I just thought, I'm not going on my own and queuing that long. Because they're not huge places, are they, those, those comedy? It's not massive. I'm trying to think of a venue here that would be about the same size. Because the podcast world has just, like, beyond just the internet making comedians massive, just through people sending, just going, just videos of comedians going viral. Like, podcasts, man, have just launched those guys. Like, I always kick myself because long before you know you've done yours and a lot of people have done theirs and, and really got traction and blown up i built that studio at the w a long time ago and i did podcasts fucking early way no, really? early yeah but then a friend of mine was also kind of doing one with a similar concept to what i wanted to do and the way you talk about other people that were doing a podcast like they're copying me fuck them fuck this fuck oh, that yeah. and it was so, it was so close to home a really good friend of mine you have to remember all the artists that have come through the W in the studio, and I, I could have. It's an insane. There's, there's so many podcasts out there now that are doing the same, and I just kind of left it. And right. I, I was always kicking myself like, "Fuck, I just didn't want to upset my friend," or yeah, okay. it was just to stop that awkwardness. And now it's I'm funny like, though, hey, "Fucking like, goddamn, it could have been me sponsored by yeah. Me Undies or something <laughs> like that." <laughs> the thing is with podcasts, Dollar it's Shave like, Club. It's, <laughs> it's like. Anything like at, at the start, yeah, you think, oh, I can't do a podcast because they're doing a podcast. But 
It's like it was saying, exactly it's like the same, like, but I could have produced it much better. Yeah, and it's like the guy was like, using uh, the, using this my studio to to do these with artists that I was booking. Right, I was getting really fucked off with it. Right, it's like I've <coughs> booked this guy and flown them in. Fuck! I hope he doesn't it's see a, this. He will now. <laughs> he will. I don't care. He will. I don't, like this you're, is it. It's coming out. You're literally sorting it all out so he can do yeah, a podcast. Yeah, but it was. It was <sighs> ended up charging him, but it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't worth it. Is like I should I should have just done it or I should have done the same. It was weird. So many artists, my favorite the, artists the in thing, the world. It's like saying, oh, I, sh- I just I, so I, I just left it, it and now everyone's got a podcast. Or, my God, it's all about the angle, man. Like you don't not write a song because someone. It's else funny because the podcast songs. I was doing were for a website, a W website called The Angle. Oh it's yeah, funny you say that. Yeah, it's all about the angle, mate. <laughs> it was. Yeah, some of the I mean, some of the people that have come through W. Like, do you do you feel like? Like, what's your gut feeling in terms of things sort of ramping up again and getting back to any sort of point where there's... I talk with the... Um, well, I I try and avoid names. Some of the people at W, um, we just need the Australia tourism back. Who That's what? It. We need Australia to come right, back. Yeah, That's yeah. it. As soon as that comes back. You have to think all the... Bali is still, like, number one or number two. I think don't quote me on that destination in the world so as, as soon as people can fly again and go on holiday yeah i think as soon as especially australia yeah pe- people once they feel but then again since it. the start of this my thing was, was disposable income it's like no one's going to have disposable income to take an, a nice holiday in bali but then again, when that fucking iPhone 12 came out, everyone <laughs> fucking got one. Or when that new MacBook yeah, Pro comes I re- out, I think there's still a lot of people that have actually probably saved a lot of money. Like that's how the, I managed. Yeah, I, very, I mean, you know, I, well, I was going to get to that. I fucking totally cut you off there. That's really bad. Okay, for it, When it's we a- had that call, yeah, I sat in my back garden almost every night. <clears throat> I watched several full moons come and go. Yeah. And I kind of really fucking enjoyed it. And I'd, I've, I've said forever since I've moved here, I really love Nippy because everything shuts down. It's quiet. A lot of my friends are like, oh, fuck that. I'm getting out of Nippy, here. Man. I love Nippy. Yeah, but I, I've always said, wouldn't well, it be nice if we could just have an extended one, like a long one, like, like a, a long one and weekend year. or <laughs> like and a two-year apocalyptic so Nippy. I hope it's not my fault. I hope no fucking shaman or Oh, man, I've been wishing that for a long like, time. I mean, I've, I've said for a long time I want to – I'd love to just – cancel everything and go up north to my cousin's place and so lock down did. for six months but and uh yeah but you never do that you just you never give yourself that time no off. Way. i think you can handle the time off but once it's my day off today i still went into the studio yeah right. still on that property just wrote a loop wrote some bits yeah but just dithering so just are you say, doing much writing at the moment bits it's that this is why are you feeling pulled into it because you gotta get yeah i am yeah, good. Cause a that's, lot of melodies that's when in you, a minute. Just you not, you just never not, get into it and you, until you're actually, like, you're just pulled. Like, as long as you keep telling pulses, yourself you've got and it. And it doesn't do it enough. It's like every few months or sometimes six months and it's not good enough. This is one thing I learned from a famous podcast is where they talk about comedy and, and you can't just you can't just write or produce or write something when you feel inspired because... Things don't work like that. No, you got to turn up. You got to sit down, and if you write something, you should do it daily. But if it's a shit, lot involved. It's shit. I'm dying to burp. Get it out, man. It's stuck. Just, it's just stuck. <laughs> 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 
Tell you in front of the mic. <laughs> Coughing and burping. Yeah, I, need, I mean, there's, I need there's a, a lot button. involved with, with, with any kind of creative outlet. Like you can't just – you can't put it on a timer. You can't say, oh, I've got that day off, so that's when I'll sit down at 3 o'clock and do it. But it also does come down to like – more consistently being involved in it so that there's more opportunity for it to grab you and because it's <coughs> always that it's always that one moment where like whether it's writing a tune or for me even doing making videos now the there might be like hours of not really finding the the spot with it and oh, then it, i have something I for just you suddenly go oh my god this is working and then boom you gotta read a book called uh deep work by a guy called Cal Newport. Deep work. Fucking amazing. I recommend it. I actually give copies out to friends of mine. And it's exactly that. So it's, it's all about creativity and flow. And um, so there's a lot of people in the world now that, are, you know, they'll Instagram or take pictures of, of work that they've done or things that they've done. And it's just like light work. It's just surface. Look what I've done. Whereas if you shut everything off and you have a routine every day, I was like, all right, these two hours every day are my time to be creative. Mm. Or th- three hours, like a long time so you can sit down. I guess it's like your muse, like you summon your fucking muse or whatever they call it, where you sit down and like I said before, you, you've just got to start writing. And even if it's shit, it's going to take you an hour <clears throat> to warm up and then things will start to flow. Yeah. But you need that that block of time to shut yourself off, especially from the fucking internet, Instagram Absolutely. and shit like that. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll know as a musician. Yeah, I mean, I'm the position I'm in at the moment, I've got so much time that like, whether I have my phone sitting there or not, I've got so many hours to myself that eventually I get pulled in. But but certainly if you're in a position where you're, you're working full time and you've only got a few hours spare in the week or a couple of nights spare in the week, if you want to get something creative done, you have to turn your phone off and lock yourself away. And yeah. at least, because it, yeah, it takes, it can take sitting there for an hour just daydreaming. Like there's a lot. They're just tinkering around, yeah, I find. Just before something grabs you. I, mean, I was oh, writing stuff today, just just melodies. Just just writing, you know, eight bar melodies. Because that, that's how I prefer to start or chord progression or something like that. But it might be shit. But you're, you're in that, you're in that environment you're working with the tools that you used to. I guess it's fuck. Is it like someone that goes to the gym and they have to warm up and stretch? Or no, yeah, if you I start mean, like, lifting stuff, you're gonna fucking injure yourself. You're not gonna guess, get anywhere. I mean, like there's, if you, if that's you're a really a, shit. But like comparison. It, well, I'm thinking about it now. Like if I go, if you I can't haven't just, been, you can't just turn everything off and go right flow. Yeah, create now. If I haven't been going to, to the gym a lot or whatever, and then I start. You, you're literally for the whole 20 minutes you might be doing it, you're thinking about it and you're like, ah, oh, and then you leave early because you just couldn't get into it. But once you're in the flow and you're going more often and you're doing like longer sessions, in the middle of it, you realize you're not even thinking. It's like dry, where you're jumping the car to exactly. drive somewhere and suddenly you arrive at the destination and you're like, I've done tracks. I've done tracks drive. like that before. Yeah. Where they I don't even appear. think I've got the technical knowledge. I don't know, you know, now I do, but back then, like the, mu- the correct music theory or this or that there was one particular, I wrote a track years ago when I lived in Kuta and, and it was like, I was just being almost just like you're being guided just completely in the zone. I think it took about six hours. It was really good. And at the end of it, the time had just gone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that athletes can switch on and off. And did you find that that track, uh, did you show many people that track? Did 
no, I think I put it. Actually, I could say this now because the contract's finished. I put it out as a free download, right? And then someone got a whiff of it, and then it got signed to someone. Right. Okay. So yeah. it did. It did speak. Did all right. I mean, in hindsight, it's not definitely not the the best thing I did, but it was it was the energy that went into it. This, it, this it is my felt point. Great, is that, and it just went every, every delay or every reverb or every, everything clicked. You just it was like there was a, just a a roadmap. That, not even because you'd have to read a map. It was just. It's the zone, man. <coughs> yeah. That's that's what everyone talks you're no, about. You're that's the mushroom the guy. I imagine <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I'm the mushroom guy. All right, yeah. I, I finally earned the title. That's I it. finally got there. You just uh, you uh, don't you don't look at the time. There's no distraction. It's just it's flowing. The, it's the zone. I tell you what. By the end, when I finished it, I was completely fucked and completely passed out, fast asleep. Yeah, right. Just just spent. But they're the ones that, that I find people connect with the most. You write them in 10 minutes and they come from a place that is so beyond your brain. It just flows out. It's a really um, – I mean, it's what they call soul, right? It's, it comes from an emotive place that's mm. somewhere from this thing that we call our soul where it's just speaking through us, which is why a lot of those, you know – like I remember as a kid my – an example of why rock music was satanic when I grew up in the church <laughs> was the fact that a lot of big uh, rock stars would say – the song was just written through me. Like I uh, remember reading a, 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 a interview with Led Zeppelin, and uh, yeah, they were, one of the guys was saying that "Stairway to Heaven" oh, it was just like it was written through me. And I remember my mother saying, "That's proof that Satan's writing it." But like, it's so funny because and know, now we know they just stole it off someone else after <laughs> all these years. It's pure, all that means is it's that moment where you're in the zone, yeah, and it's just flowing through you. You're not thinking about it. Just. Because people recognize. That's why it's important to, fuck that, super hypocrite here, just to get offline and, and block that time mm. to do stuff like that. It's, man, and that's, it's hard. Like, it's funny, being up north, although I'm alone and I'm in a village and i am got so much downtime, I, I find it even harder to, uh, to get off the internet up there and to, you know, you'd think it'd be Isn't easier. Isn't that weird? But, I, yeah, it, I mean, the thing is I spend hours caught in the zone like we're talking about writing and stuff so i do i go through a lot of time where i don't look at my phone or whatever because i get into a project but while i've i'm not doing that i'm so often checking my phone because it makes me feel connected to the rest <laughs> of the world and i start to fuck that yeah it's silly i should i should be getting off it more but um i've found lately that I'm, i've been looking at my phone a bit too much just to yeah i, I think probably because i've been probably because it's been a year or so well, bounce a mine off the wall yeah, right. So you do look at it a lot. Too much. Way too much. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And is it work-related or it's just purely... It fuck? No, it's just... Yeah. Pointless. What, are you, what are you looking at? Are you looking at Instagram? Instagram? Yeah. I deleted yeah. Facebook years ago. Everyone's I don't even know why I'm looking at it. I don't but even I have a look trick. at Facebook anymore. I don't use the app. I use it in Safari on the iPhone and I log out. So anytime you, you oh, get okay. that... Checking Instagram now is like when you need a cigarette or you, you get yeah, that... Yeah, bang, like, boom. Yeah. Like, I'll oh, just check it. Yeah. And it almost feels like that Naughty, like oh just check flicking but if, you, like if you've used it in safari like on the phone and you've logged out it's fucking clunky okay super clunky to get back in it's a pain in the ass yeah but if you do is a tip for everyone if you use it in safari and you can be bothered like delete the app and use it in safari you don't get any ads so but you, can't, you might, you you might can't upload though right when it's from safari I mean, so you're not uploading, are you? I'm not a fucking poster. I'm a scroller, not a I'm poster. I'm not a poster. <laughs> if, I, if I do, if I'm going to post anything, first time if I'm going to post anything, I'll install it. It'll take two minutes. Download okay. it, post, delete the app again. 
Yeah, that, right. that's it. Okay. That's it. But you don't get any ads. So even if you refresh, you're oh. only going to see what's been posted, like the most recent, rather than if you refresh on the phone, the algorithm or whatever is just going to spoon feed you more what you want. Mm. I've just seen somebody posted a story, reposted someone else's story. <clears throat> a guy in the UK was, um, fuck, I don't even know how he found it. But using Instagram and every every post you scroll through, he had he had his phone. This might be fake, but I don't think it was. It looked fucking real. And he yeah. had a video camera, like an old as long as it looked real, man. video camera. That's it. It must be <laughs> fucking real then. Just like the virus. <laughs> <laughs> Virus so, UFOs. So he's got his so phone real. in his hand and he and he says, right, watch this. So it's always taking pictures of your face. It has access to the front facing camera when it's not on. And he gets this video. Fuck me. I said, okay, 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 Bravo okay, conspiracy. Okay, let's explain but bear this with me. I should repost this video. Wait, 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 so go that, through this again. You've got he's got two phones. No, he's got his phone he's and he's got, got like phone. a Sony handycam. Oh, okay. Right. So he, he opens the Instagram app. Yeah. It's fucking turning into David Icke on a podcast. Come on, Icke. Let's, like let's lizard people this not up. Not me. Not at all. So he's Get got your it. vaccine. <laughs> so, and he films the phone. I'm doing the actions here and everything. He's filming the phone with the handycam. With cam. the handycam. And yeah. every time he scrolls up, you see the... See these handycams, they pick up like the... I don't know if it's like an ultraviolet. Oh, pick it picks up, up if something. the camera's being used. Exactly. I don't know if it's a LiDAR thing or whatever. And it's really And he scrolls. So it takes a picture of your face to see how you react how you're reacting. to it. No. Fucking horrible. No, this and is every, real. And every post he does, you can see it go like behind the iPhone screen. That's definitely not bullshit. Because it was... I'm going to show you this while we're on. I reckon it was two years ago that... I logged in. This is what I mean. It's I I read about that being part of the latest technology that it was constantly using your camera to gauge your yeah, reactions to things fuck that but i but we all we all just give into it so easily because that's we what cracks see what me up about do. the the vax thing right this whole oh, oh here we go yeah here we go but the the i the people that are complaining about bill gates putting a microchip into the vax you know the really <laughs> extreme the extreme <laughs> conspiracy theories of personally he, the, like, he yeah. does it yeah, he personally in his cave in his basement under the red Hang light. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you watch this magazine oh, it's, pictures it's, cut out and montage on his video. wall. How long is it? Is it too long to watch here? The people that are saying that there's a chip in the vaccine that is going to track your Can location. Can we watch this while while we're on now? I want you to watch it. I want to see your reaction. Well, I'll tell you who's going to see my reaction. Mic. Your camera's going to see my reaction. Hold it near the mic so people can pick it yeah. up. Bro, because we think that people are looking at us. We all know that Instagram look at us through our front camera. I need to get young Jamie with another beer. <laughs> I think it was in the press recently Phil! that they were taking pictures with the front camera. I have evidence that they still are doing that. So I've got this camera here. Uh, it's like an old... I've, I've got one of those off at the house. I'm going to try this. Oh my god, it's the same one I've got up there. Watch this. And my camera is just going like taking pictures of my face. So it's obviously seeing my reaction to getting these notifications, feeding it back into my algorithm. So it'd be like, oh yeah, you like that. Look, he's smiling, you like that. Anyone that works at Instagram or whatever will just be like, yeah, what? It's been happening. You fucking agreed to it. Yeah. 
ignition technology and shit. Um, but yeah, so is he doing it? He I'll does. Show you. I'll just have to record this because I can't be asked offloading this clip off this thing. Proper so mank. Manchester boy. Manchester. Okay, so I just launched Instagram. Taking a picture there. Oh, mate. You see it? Yeah. Now I'll go over to my activity. It's full on when you actually see it, hey? Just start scrolling. Ah, oh, taking another photo. Flash, couple of flashes. Checking my reactions. That's crazy, hey? Like Fuck that. Yeah, as soon as you see it as plain as day. That makes me want to get a sticker and put it over the camera on my phone. Yeah, I thought about it. There is on my, on my Mac. I think there is on a lot of people. And it's weird. But yeah, because I use it in like in Safari like that. And I'm not. I mean, it might be a good tip for people. And then it's it's inside like the website. It's a real fucking pain to use. But even once you fucking quench your thirst, you're like you log in, and then you'll just have you scroll like the three posts, and then you're like, I remember why I logged the fuck out of this thing. YouTube, it's, though. It's, YouTube it's tuto- like, tutorials and stuff because that's that's like a positive rabbit hole. That production tutorials or music theory tutorials, circular. But that's the thing. Like it, it's <coughs> not like when it gives you things you like, you're upset about it. You're because it does engage you. That's the whole point. Like mm. when I when I scroll on Instagram, I've got a whole style of art and dark, fucked up, weird shit I love I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like now I love my search feed because I don't even have to put in a keyword anymore. I just go just to the search you, thing like, and scroll. And and it's, baby just, blood. Yeah, it's just deep down the fucking fucked up double-headed rabbit hole. That's it. And, uh, and I love it because of that. But then at the same time, the concept of that being all algorithmed and the whole concept of the larger picture of where the world's going and where that's taking the world freaks the shit out of me. But it's the, it's the slow, just step-by-step, step, we all just dip our toes yeah. in the water. It's the yeah. frog in the boiling water, right? Frog the, in the pot. The frog in the pot. Yeah. What is it? The, the frogs don't get out because they don't realise how hot it's getting. Until uh, it's if you're late. in like a hot bath and then it warms up slowly to boiling point, you're going to be all right. But if you were to... Jump in at a boiling point, you're going to notice. Yeah, yeah. And frogs don't get out in time, right? Isn't that a thing with Never frogs? tried it, but I'm sure fucking yeah, it's Peter or whatever animal rights are going to be on this. Now you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God. Let's boil up some frogs. Do you want me to grab a beer? Frogs. We can. Frog, frog lives yeah, matter. Fuck, I just didn't have a drink for a couple of years. I stopped. I had this theory that I, I drank enough throughout all these party years to, uh, to, to be done. But when it's something like this, it, it's I'm, fun. I never Is that an element of guilt with it? Like if you, if you quit something well, for a streak you, of time. The fact that you just said that means there's an element of guilt with it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like I don't drink when I'm by myself ever. So up north, I don't drink. Okay. But as soon and – and because of that, I think, oh, next time I'm with people that are drinking, I won't need to drink. But that is bullshit. As soon as I'm with I'm just lying to it someone anymore. and but I – this is nice. It's yeah. nice to have like a... I just find it hard to, once there's drink there... It's like Phil said... Bef- I, I can't, I, I I can't drink slowly. a video shoot, and he's like, I'm just going to smash a few beers. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, no, I, I never do that. Like, uh, I, I don't, I don't get home tea, and have a drink a couple ever. Of cigs. I, don't, I bet I can't smoke in here, can like I? Like the other night, uh, day two, you know, do you know day two? A guy called day two? Who? I uh, used to manage... R2, R2 day two. R2 day two. <laughs> Daytona. He used to manage Superman is Dead. Um, he's sort of a... A friend of mine used to manage him many years ago. 
Yeah, right, okay. Not day, day, well, day, two, day two, D2. Day two, D2. He's, uh, boop, 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 boop. he's very well known on the music scene here, but he's, um, he had a birthday party up, up north and I went, I, I popped down. They were like 10 minutes from where I was staying, just coincidentally, which is bizarre. I went and caught up, had a whiskey and, man, woke up just with the most brutal hangover. And as I was driving there, I was like... What whiskey I, was it? I know there'll Do be whiskey. Know? No, it was a good whiskey because he, he generally... Because <coughs> oh, I was thinking about bringing some today. As a non-drinker, I've got a bottle <laughs> of like 25-year-old 25, 25 Balvenie, <laughs> oh, a litre of it in, the, in the studio. Now? It was a gift five years ago, so it's actually, I think it's 30 what? years old now. Where the fuck's the whiskey, mate? don't know. I keep waiting for a special occasion. Oh, New, New Year enough. was fucking grim. Are you me wrapped in a bow or something? What's Maybe. going on, mate? I'm waiting. Like I looked a, at it the other an day. An apocalyptic pandemic where we haven't seen each other for years. Yeah, one needs to good happen enough. for this whiskey Not to get cracked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't know how this was going to go. It can go and just anywhere. for the record, before I got here, I, I, I texted him from home. I said, how long is this going to be? He said, like, 40, 45 minutes. I don't think that's going to be the case. It's never. No. I, I, how much drive space you got? How much drive space you got? And your fucking rinky-dink little always phone. Say, I always say, just give it short time, because fuck, fuck the pressure of... Short time. Short time, long time. Short no, time, fun time. No, uh, <laughs> you go I go with you Hands and man Ah <laughs> oh, shit Fucking hell man So what? who do you still Catch up with Like in Not many of... Like my best friends Went They left uh, Hugo My They were You know both Hugo's the, out is he Yeah he's gone back To Barcelona Oh well. So check this out <clears throat> He's always been Super smart But he, he's always Wanted to be a producer And DJ and stuff He's done quite well But I just over a year ago in January, out of curiosity, like on the knife edge of a pandemic, one of his cousins is like the fucking chief of finance at Google. Like, Jesus. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, why didn't you choose that path? Right. So they, they had a chat and he said, yeah, you got to learn to code and uh, do web development or something like that. It's what I did. I started and I'm at Google. So he started looking online at the... I'm going to name drop these like websites and courses on like like a discount codes or something like that. <laughs> now, I've already mentioned. I think I mentioned just, just me undies put this and code in. Yeah, and Damien will get a discount. The, the code word Athron <laughs> for your um, mushroom king. That's it. Fifty percent off your next <laughs> button mushrooms at Frestive. Um, so he went. He did an online course, like a proper one, a long one for web development. And he learned to code from scratch. And the goal was that he'd this is, learn... This is Hugo's cousin? Or this is Hugo? This is Hugo. Really? So See, he sat in the studio recently. not making any music every day for like six hours, just tapping away doing this course. Coding. Coding websites, like front end. Fucking Jeez. genius from scratch. Really? And he'd be sending me these, look at this, I just made this, I made that, and Shopify and clever shit. Right. Uh, and then... When he was Just about to leave, he was super, super, super nervous. He was going to go back to Barcelona in the middle of a pandemic and try and get an internship at 30 years old to try and be a, a web developer whose whole career has been music production and DJing. <clears throat> sure enough, someone took him. He you know, proved he could do it, uh, did some work, and then he interviewed for another company. They did a technical interview, whatever the fuck that is. I just learned this term recently. Where he, they show him a bunch of code for a website. <coughs> they completely scramble it and shit on it. And he has like 10 minutes to fix it. And he did. 
Wow. Say something out of a movie, like a safe cracker. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Like, that does make it sound exciting. Yeah. Like, there's so many boring aspects he did to it, a lot of work. And he got the job. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. So now he's like... A now he's developer. breaking into banks. And then there's my friend Lloyd, like my best friend from Liverpool. He went back. You know, he's, his wife's from here. They're about... Yeah. Uh, he was applying for jobs all the time. He'd always struggled here through being a cocoon and then working at fucking Finns. And then he was working for me. Uh, and he, he's, he's a football coach. He's a scouser, football player. His middle name's Gerard, which says it all. Um, and he got a coaching job in Torquay in the UK. So he left, and now he's a football coach. So Damn, left field. Who so else? Who else? You almost I'm, went. Like, prior to this whole situation, you were looking at a bit of a left field turn, weren't you? I was looking at a bunch, yeah. Western uh, Australia, is it? Yeah, I was looking at WA. Uh, electrical engineering I thought I'd do electrical but all this was based on getting in all this stems from like W Sydney was going to open and my old GM's going to open that but it was it's impossible to get in unless mm. you're like a neurosurgeon or a fucking carpenter to get in yeah, right, like, okay. you're not you're, or picking fruit no not even you're not getting in you, you can't can do, pick you fruit can do that on a working holiday visa if you're oh. 29 okay. there's no way no way I'm so it's really that hard so in the end after that plan this is where we talked about this on that long call I decided that like alright I don't need to do W over there but it'd be a nice place for me and my family to live I was just you just dreaming del- yeah just did it in like <laughs> mid pandemic <laughs> watch too many full oh, moons might go just, up and down again might just cruise over to Australia <laughs> just pop getting in. ideas you're on a, I, yeah, I, I tell people that I'm kind of backed into a corner in paradise fucking great place Barley it's amazing mm. but in in what I do, it's like you're super limited. And if tourism and I guess entertainment completely bottoms out, you're kind of fucked. It, what are we going to do? It's one of the one of open the open room. Well, one of the hardest things here is that you once you've got a key tap or a working visa, key tap. it gives you yeah your key tapping it up, mate. You're like <laughs> you're just you're in with the flow. But hang on, wait. Okay, so with a normal working key tap, you can only do one. Like, as in, if I've got my musician's performing key, visa and I've got no gigs, I can't just open a warung or, or, well, I can, but, you know. But I'm not allowed, I'm not supposed to do any other not work. Really. I don't know if I can. The thing with, So, keep up, you still have to say what you're doing and it can only be that <laughs> I'm not one sure. thing? I think I, with it, I could work like a normal local job. Like, imagine me. Nasty Gorang, thanks, mate. Yeah, exactly. Just, uh, two Nasty Jingo. Rings, Nasty. Nasty Jingo. Boom. Marble Lights. I could do that. I saw it. There's a spot the main... on the corner down here, actually. You could kick mm. one open. Nice. Luck. I like this. <laughs> Reopen my hot dog stand. Side hustle, they call it. The, the one kids, night stand. Uh, that's what I could call the shop. That was my Warung's name. Fuck. Up oh. in Uluwatu. <laughs> oh, that didn't work out, so I'll take the name. <laughs> it lasted about one night stand. This oh, God. Yeah. Um, so, this isn't official advice or tips with visas, uh, but a kitas for an impresario, whatever that means, like an artist, a DJ, photographer, model, all that stuff is six months. I don't want to talk about this because I'm not giving out a piece of advice. Look, if you, if, you, if you play an instrument or play other people's records for money, which I still think is the greatest scam in the world. Um, Decent scam. You, you, six months. Your stay permit is the kitas, but you still, that's not your work permit. Your key work permit what? Kitas allows you to stay for? Five. Every five years, you've got to prove that you're still married. Renew. You haven't killed your no. wife. No, 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 that's not true. 
What? You don't have true. to prove you still no, married? No, the first one is... Put it this way, you without killed, going in too much depth. You have killed your wife, you, haven't you? you? <laughs> no, I want proof of life. <laughs> <laughs> I call it now. What the fuck do you want? Um, your second one is like a lifetime. It's like a... Uh, your second wife? Or is no. <laughs> God, yeah, he's, he's pissed already. I'm a bit giddy. Uh, like your second key tap is like your lifetime one. It's like right. a, green, a green card for life like that. But the first one, you've got to be nice. Man, it's a tough deal for me because I'm. But that so doesn't mean you can work. Marriage. That means you still like, got to. Imagine trying to so balance. You fucking should be. Imagine trying to, like, trying to find that midway ground between desperately wanting to have a visa here for life and being this much fear of commitment. But like, I think it's you're sending like out the two, wrong message here. Two I polar did opposite I, magnets. Just I was married long before I got that key tap. You were married before you realised you had a fear of commitment. Or? <laughs> no. Anyway, <laughs> make sure you've got a work permit. Your kitas is not a work permit. So, yeah. Yeah, have to, okay. You have to have your I mean, that was always, that's always now been Now those them. prices of, from what I gather, are fucking rocketed. Dude, it's out of control. Mm. Even a, even a I social... A friend, I have a friend in Northern Ireland that wanted to just get out of there and come here. Now, the start to midway through the pandemic, even like into the third quarter of last year, you could still get in as like an entertainer or a DJ when mm. things opened up a little bit. But now a friend of mine's applied for the visa <clears throat> and it's just put on hold because whoever processes these knows for a fact that, well, there's not supposed to be any events or anyone performing. Yeah, I just can't imagine. Like, I've seen a couple where's of the people... Demand, where's the demand to grant you a work permit to yeah, bring your value? Yeah, I saw a cu- couple of people, uh, singer, musicians sort of putting the word out on on like a Facebook site or whatever. Got to um, be real. And saying, hey, guys, just trying to work out the best way to do the, the key tasks and all that. No, it's like, not happening. I was just like, what? My friend's paid and it's just on hold. Like how are you even thinking about even being here as a, as a working musician at the moment from uh, outside Indonesia? I mean, all the work's completely dried up and then if there is any work, it's paying so little because of the whole situation that... It's pretty bad. But of course, it's just going to the, the locals and... And anyone that uh Good. that lives here and needs it, yeah. Huh. So that's uh work permits for you. <laughs> I'm glad we had that work permit. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the shit we talked about over those brunches, we ended up on fucking work permits <laughs> and, and stay permits. <laughs> those are good chats, and we should have recorded them. Oh mate! But I think we would have got in trouble. There was there, especially. There would have been some carnage. That was like pre-cancel culture. We'd definitely be fucked. It was We'd just coming into cancel culture, actually. I think we were... Um, I mean, fuck, cancel culture just does my brain. What's that about? It's too much. It's it's just too much. I think it's much. people behind keyboards that... You know, you can't... Legally, you can't... It's like gang mentality, I guess. You can't walk up to people in the street and just beat them up. You know, it's funny though. Like Some I'm, people can, but it's like that. If, if, if it's online, you can take anyone down for oh, any Oh, it's any definitely got a lot to do with not being in front I, of I check the, I shouldn't check the news, but even stuff like BBC website now, the news, every day, if you look in like the top red, like the top 10 stories, it's someone apologized. Someone has apologized. For saying something. Yeah, that Robert they... De Niro apologizes for farting in a lift or something <laughs> like that. He, he offended someone. He offended Off- all offended the taxi driver fans. It's all over. The devil is going on. Yeah. 
it's gotten to the point Thin skin Where it's just It's not nice being picked on But you've got to have thicker skin these days Is well, it like it's the, also about Like th- there's a big difference between being Personally picked on And then taking offence from something That someone said in just a general Joking way That like there's no, so many people being now. busted Just for, just having a laugh man Comedians yeah. are being ripped to shreds Power, take them down once, once you start going for comedians Like for saying things that It you depends, thought it's was, only the smaller ones Because the heroes like Dave Chappelle Don't give a flying Well they don't fuck. give a shit I mean that they, and they're the they're the troopers That are just they're like bulletproof. fuck that. I mean you know they are And they are bulletproof But I really do think it's I, I don't get the feeling that it's the majority of humans that are running the cancer culture. It's the small minority that have the loudest voices on their keyboards yeah, and the fastest kind of typing skills when it comes to reactionary behaviour to something that they feel like they want to get, they want to arc up about. And it's usually people that, like, they really desperately want to have a voice where they don't have one. And and the, yeah. and the loudest voice for them is, is a, a voice of... Proving who they are by proving what they're offended about. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, you I mean, o- often me. like, often the way to to prove who you are I'm is gonna to need prove. An ashtray in there. Young Jamie, <laughs> Phil, young Jamie, can I get that? <laughs> can you pull up the ashtray, please? Pull up the ashtray on YouTube and. <laughs> I'm smoking. It looks appears to Don't be a non-smoking room. I, t- I totally forgot you didn't. Uh, Thank you very much. You'd be, you'd you can leave it. that door open. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, like a, a huge way for people to to prove who they are is by showing their boundaries, and like just sh- one of the fastest ways that you can show your boundaries is by tweet being angry at something that offended you because you're against that thing, and you need to prove that that's not right, and that's just f- causing all these people who don't normally have a chance to be heard to like scream what they think and feel because they're offended by something. Madness. And oh man, yeah. Uh, it, but it's losing the. Is it? Do you think it's like? How can I put this? How can I articulate this correctly? Like, say you're staying in the north of Bali and you're supposedly disconnected, even though you're checking your phone. If your attention's on that, it doesn't really matter, right? So there is all this cancel culture thing, and it can affect people in a really bad way. It can ruin careers, but only if you focus on it. If if you're not paying attention to it, then how can I put this and make sense? Well, that's a big point. Is that often things only affect you when you? What are, do they say? If a tree, yeah, if it falls in the if a tree falls in the pope in the sh- when it when he shits in the woods when it shits in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> definitely kills the Catholic Church. Yes, yes. Um, no, but it's that whole thing that like, the more you're focused on something. And how it affects you, then the more you're going to be offended when when it does. Like instead of just look, what what I've what I love is people that just that know how to take the piss out of themselves. And I find as soon as people can take the piss out of themselves, they've usually got a really good relaxed attitude towards mm-hmm. everyone else <laughs> and their attitudes. And when someone offends them they don't get so, like, they're not so worked up about it and make such a hissy fit about it that it actually brings more attention to that insult and get, and gives that person more of a platform. I think the key word. Yeah, I mean, I think the more you point at someone, like, if you're in a massive crowd and someone does something and no one really noticed, but, but, you, but you want 
everyone to know. But by you pointing at that person and telling the whole crowd to look at them, that person now has a bigger stage than they had before you pointed mm. at them. If you just sort of laughed at it to your mate and went, yeah, whatever, whatever, and like kept walking. Or, yeah, there's so often you, you make a bigger deal out of something just by saying it offended you. And then it becomes this whole over-the-top sort of magnifying glass to that person who didn't really need a bigger pedestal in the first place. Or, or there's just the point that often you can just let shit roll off your back, you know, and like... That doesn't happen anymore. Well, I can't say it doesn't happen anymore. I, I think it's down to like thicker skin or thin skin. I mean, it's that... Um, I mean, so, you know, so many people could listen to this conversation and then just arc up and give examples of things where, you know, something really was offend- offensive and it needed to be brought to the table and, and pro- progress needed to be made. And sure, there's, a, there's lots of instances where things need to come to an end, certain behaviours and certain um, attitudes towards groups or whatever. But, but, but my, my point is that generally, if I'm sitting in a room full of people the people that I'm drawn to the most and the people that I respect the most are the ones that you can give them as much shit as you want and they'll just, not only will they crack up, they'll give, give themselves, yeah, and they'll give themselves the same amount of shit, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll make fun of themselves as fast as anyone else can. And when, as soon as that happens, it dissipates tension and it dissipates making a big issue out of it that you have to keep focusing on and you just move on and like, yeah, it's... Uh, I think people enjoy it. They're like stirring up the shit. They love stirring up the shit. I mean, they, you know, most people, yeah, it is, it, it is their chance to have a voice. I think that's what it is. Especially in a time where, like, everyone's hanging out at home. Like, think about how many more people are sitting at home desperately wanting to connect with the rest of the world and have a statement. And uh, it's funny, hey, like, you know how when you, when you, um, like when a lot of people are asked, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? A lot of people say, oh, read, being, the ability to read minds. I can't, think of anything, I can't think of anything worse than reading being able to read people's Imagine minds. Imagine the noise. Like the noise. Holy shit. It's but bad the, enough scrolling through a feed. Yeah, and this is, what's ha- this is the thing. Like we <coughs> it's are kind of the same thing. We are living in a world that is gearing now towards reading minds because of status updates and because of Imagine trying to censor your thoughts, your own thoughts, because oh, you know yeah. it's being broadcast. Just black mirror all over the shop. Like, Ooh. Yeah, it's coming. I mean, like Elon Musk, man, talking about the... Um, the next stages of Neuralink. Neuralink, that fuck, that shit's out of control. Did I see on a, another another famous podcast <laughs> yesterday? Obviously, is, a different one. Well, first Probably. they were doing pigs. They did that demo with pigs, but now they've done it. They've linked up a monkey to play video games <laughs> through a Neuralink yes. system. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. Yeah, fucking Super Mario Champ. Okay, explain it. Like he's got Super a, Mario Chimp. He's got. A <laughs> He's he's actually plugged into the matrix through. I believe so. Into his brain, into his yeah, and it's playing fucking. Okay, is he? How does it work? Is he visual? Is he closing his eyes and visualizing shit? I don't know. I don't know why you do that. I don't know why you just can't play fucking Sonic without being plugged in. I I don't know. Do you remember? Have you seen that movie Strange Days? I don't think so. It's a it's a really underrated movie. It was a '95 movie. Ralph Fiennes, Juliette Lewis. 
that guy that's in all the Heat and all those wicked gangster movies, the tough one of the tough guys in Heat that's in all the movies that you never know his name. Al Kilmer. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the actor. You know that actor, you never know his name. He's in that fucking amazing scene in Heat. You know his Heat? Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you remember the scene where they're in the cafe and the dude that fucked up and killed the guy in the bank robbery, Robert De Niro, is getting angry at him and hitting his head against the wall? And then there's a one of the... The people in the cafe are going, oh, what's going on over there? And someone looks at them. And then this tough guy just like tilts his head over and stares down this customer and gives him the... Don't oh, remember. it's such a great scene. Anyway, that actor, he's in, the, he's in Strange Days. Anyway, I digress. Um, Strange Days. It's, <clears throat> it's about... It's, it's quite ahead of its time. And it's... I remember seeing it back at... Like it's, it's based on the EVA 2000 where... The latest kind of drug or craze is a thing where you you wear a headset like under a wig or whatever and it's plugged into all your neuralistic programming and picks up all your nerves and emotions and whatever and your and your visuals as well. And people have experiences and they and they film I'm those. Look this up while you're talking about it's it. It's really good, man. It's really good. They f- they record those experiences and sell them. And so then Oosh, there's a... That's happening now. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, of course, that leads to a whole black market of, uh, of experiences like, uh, you know, break and enter, uh, murder, rape, all these horrific crimes that people want to experience without actually committing them. This guy in the middle. No, that's Ralph Fiennes. No, oh, he yeah, probably, yeah. He, he's always a support actor, so he wouldn't be on the poster. Um, you know I'm going to watch this. He's tonight, actually the right? he's a, he's a, plays a big part, but anyway. Look up look up the cast of Heat. You'll be on there. You'll you'll be like, oh, that there guy, that guy. No, not that guy. No, because he's always he's always he's the always second like actor. That too, isn't he? What's his name? William Fit, Fitchner. See, I wouldn't even know his name, but that. No, but he's face, in everything. Man. Yeah, he's in everything. <coughs> so I thought you meant him. No, this guy. Not even him. Jesus Christ. These are all like the, this is the. Yeah, it's a big cast. That's him. You recognise him, right? From Tom, Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. So I wouldn't have known his name. No, no. He's a great support actor. He's, yeah, he looks like. He's one of the crew in Heat. He's in fuckloads like of movies. Mafia looking dude. Yeah. Tough as fuck. Go on. Um, Black Market Memories. Yeah, so like. I don't even know why I went down this road, but I, but I think it's just we are literally heading down this line now. Is that where I was going? Where, uh, where we're like going to be hooking into this, like but we're going to be able to live people's experiences without, yeah. like experiences will be recorded and we'll be able to experience them without having to leave the room, you know, which is going to lead to a pretty serious black market. Like imagine the black market. Yeah, of experiences you could buy, and if you can, yeah, if if you like the fastest way to record to to program a an experience would be to actually have someone do it right, like rather well, it than goes back to that scene in the Matrix where he wakes up and he's like, I know kung fu. Yeah, yeah. So there are positives to it. Yeah, I'd love to know kung, but, um, kung fu. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like the experience of of like experiencing death without like, like falling off a no a, no <laughs> just no 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 i wonder how far can you record it i suppose you can't you can can you record the the 
gate into the next existence? Like, I wonder if there's any point where you can record enough to capture yourself. No, you couldn't because you're only recording what's going on in your brain. Once your brain shuts down, it's all over. You can't record any kind of next. <coughs> we're quite deep now, aren't oh, we? Mate. We're in murky waters. Well, mate, we're on the second one and a half beers. I <laughs> yeah, for someone who doesn't drink, I'm definitely uh, got a bit of a buzz going on. It's quite nice, this. Singaraja, mate. This is my slope. hometown these days. Northern beer. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, it's a brave new world. It's a brave new world. It's crazy. What do you think this is going to... Uh, what's the aftermath of this looking like for like the summer or even early next year? You think it's going to be normal or... No, I, I really think that it's going to be a slow... I think once it's all good again, it could it could be a rush, like you said, of all those people that are just fucking hanging for a whole. Yeah, day. I mean, one of our guys at the hotel is is fascinating to be around. He's like a super optimist. Sometimes his positivity is overwhelming, but he he believes that as soon as uh, as soon as Australians can fly and come back to Indonesia, there's just going to be a boom. I agree, but I don't think that's going to happen for another year. I don't think that's going to be like in yeah, six months. Yeah, it's supposed or, to be like June or something, but it does feel like it's going to be staggered, I right? I can't imagine in June Australia will be like, okay, you know. You can go to a country. You can all leave and do whatever you haven't want. haven't handled it oh, very yeah. well. I mean, that's that just, lied about it in the beginning. Just cannot see that happening. I mean, Australia is really stringent. I mean, it's still – I can't afford to go back to Oz. Like I got offered um, – a gig in Uluru, just playing um, playing at a bar there, and and I had to weigh it up against the cost. You were going to go back for a bar gig. Well, it was to be honest, it was all timed with my sister's pregnant, so I was like, this could be a good chance of going back doing some work, catching up with my sister for a, right for when she gives birth and all that. Um, and I was just weighing it all up, and then I was like, fuck, I've got to take into consideration paying three thousand dollars for oh. quarantine. Yeah, you've got the. I've got a friend that's just yeah. gone back yeah. for like the second time. To three grand quarantine. Yeah, he works on boats. Tab. And he's had to go from here to the to Perth and he's, he's in a hotel room for two weeks. In yeah. the room. Yeah. I mean, two the, the actual two weeks in a room <laughs> doesn't bother me. I'm so used to it now. That's fine. I've just got my music and my, and my video editing and shit. But, but three grand, that's, that's not exciting. No, you need 30. Uh, yeah, so, so for, for Australia to suddenly just go... Yeah, you don't need to quarantine anymore, and no, it's going to be like a trickle. Come back, right? It'll be a trickle. It'll be a slow. You know, there's going to have to be the vaccine. That's going to be have to be fully implemented before Australia. They rolled it out. The, I guess the good thing about there is Australia's population still super low, super tiny population, so they can get that done. That's quick. why it's such a nanny state, man. I mean, Australia is so unbelievably. Conservative, conservative, and controlled. You know, it feels like in any state when you live somewhere like here, that's huh. as chaotic as as, um, as Bali is. You go back there and you really feel that it is a small population that is very well maintained right. as far as government regulations and traffic Same in rules. Singapore. And, yeah, oh, Singapore's. They got no cases now. Serious example of that. I mean, Singapore doesn't feel that much. Singapore's full on conservative in that regard, but but Sydney feels very similar, um, and it's just that I've got friends there that are throwing boat parties every week and throwing doing what? DJ gigs boat boat oh boat, boat parties yeah 
Actually, boat parties are a great thing. And that, that's one great thing about Sydney. They're doing the, all right um, down there. Is the harbour. At least one thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, there's a lot of beautiful... Sydney's not a, to shit on I Sydney. Love, I love, I love not to shit on Sydney. Sydney's I love Sydney by day. I love Melbourne by night. That's My experience there was just unfortunate. I just couldn't get any traction there or it couldn't work. It was a shame because I dreamed of living there for years. But I should have given it a bit more time, I guess. It's a big but city. Yeah, it definitely it's takes time. It's expensive to... now. Even my piano teacher, she's fucking what, late 50s, early 60s, says fucking, they're about to buy like their first home, I think. And it's millions of dollars. Man, buying a home in Sydney now, you can imagine. Be, yeah. I mean, especially Do you think this anywhere. is interesting for the audience? <laughs> I'm laughing at it, there is, Oh, there fuck, is, there's a pandemic and the cost of living in Sydney And they're talking about fucked. the cost of... They're talking about boat parties. Boat parties in Sydney. Let's talk more about uploading your fucking memory and stuff like that. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's going to be on your, on your thumbprint, on your phone or your face ID and you'll just be able to upload your conscious consciousness. I, I think it's going to be... a it's going to be rapid like this is exponential for we sure are gonna, yeah the the rate at which w- there's going to be weird shit going on like that we we will <coughs> like when we're 80 we are going to be just going what the fuck i think is about going that like my grandparents kids what are they doing say <sighs> what well, my grandparents my grandma died when she was 80 my granddad's 85 now so if you think about the technology that, that's come together in all those years, yeah. from the fucking television, color television, I don't know, not fucking, I think cars were before that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the timelines right cars, here. Fuck, when, Remember, I, when like, I was like a kid... Color television, they then a, they invented the wheel. The fucking guy used to... There used to be a horse-drawn fucking... Shit. Now I'm showing my age. A horse-drawn <laughs> cart with fucking coal on it. You'd have to buy off the coal guy. My, yeah, the house for I grew the, up for in. For the fire. I Here would, we fucking dig go in the front, off on another fork. I'd dig in the front yard of my house <laughs> and find coal. And from where? Because for everyone listening, the host of this podcast sounds like he's from Australia, but I know he holds an American passport. Yeah, I do. I do. Secret agent. Sneaky motherfucker. Dual citizen. Have I just dropped you in the shit? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. No. But, mean, but yeah, imagine watching all that from families gathering around listening to the fucking wireless, a radio. That kind to of TV, to, to video, to fucking phonograph, to records, to CDs. To the fact that the biggest computer in the world, when they put the man on the moon, was nowhere near as fast and capable as your phone. phone. Like, nothing like it. Crazy. So, yeah, we'll be... Like it's a mobile time, phone's the big Motorola well, That's kind of good news for us though, right? <coughs> like, that means that by the time we're 80, we could be lying... Instead of, like, you know, let's hope... You might look the same when you're 80. Well, thanks to technology. I yeah, might be just lying in... Banging in a, lines in of stem some, cells... Just, just, wow, just black market, literally mainlining DNA into my eyeball. That's, that's it. just keeping me. See, it's not all bad. I'll, I'll just be some like censor your thoughts, amoeba sort of thing floating in a big jelly sack. That's Neo. Just that's it. living the yeah, but living the drift. I mean, I wouldn't want to get out of that jelly that's sack. It. Do you want to eat Let's that? Let's keep steak, it going. Red pill, blue <laughs> pill. Like, yeah, just 
Yeah, the 40 virgins. Mate, why, why would you need to die and go to some bizarre place for 40 virgins when you can just lie in a gel sack and live your virtual dream for the rest of your... Just stay, stay online, mate. Stay mm, online. Bite my tongue. Stay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I concur. Concur away. Yeah. So what what would you fear the most out of a out of a future where we're plugged into that level? I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that've got a lot more dirt than I have. My shit's kind of boring. Where do you think music's going to be going by, by then? Uh Google have already released a bunch of plugins that do AI stuff inside Ableton or Logic. Um some people love it, but it sounds like shit. I guess it can only improve over time. That whole conversation we had before about being in the zone and writing a song where the more technical you make it and the less it just comes from that moment in the, in the zone where it came from your soul. Yeah. The less it connects with people. Do you think that like AI I don't sort of think I, can write I'm music that's going to really connect with people? And, and say what AI can or cannot do. But there's something going back to that flow state where things just click. And see, when it does click, are you drawing from experience and all the music that you've listened to? Because an AI can listen to your life's worth of music in a minute, but it can't write a track the same. It can, it can write chord progressions or theory, I guess, one, four, five, whatever. But can it do it? So can it? I had a d- I, there's a I won't say his name but there's a DJ that's worked here a lot oh. who I used to <laughs> no no you don't, don't okay. act like you know who I'm talking about <laughs> no I don't okay um, I used to I used to gig at a venue a lot and open I'll play a set before he jumped on the decks and I remember him saying to me once I said I asked him if he wrote any of his own music and he said no but I'm about to buy Ableton and and start writing and I said oh but you've you've never written music before and he said no but I've listened to music and played music as a DJ all my life so mm. so I, I'll be able to do it no problem but that's not true exactly I was like but a very successful like, DJ I've, producer friend of mine doesn't know music theory and he writes fucking hits. Yeah. He's like, sure, but that's very. That's like, that's like saying I've eaten food all my life, so I'm going to open a five star restaurant because no obviously I'll know how to cook it. Amazing meals. Mm-hmm. I don't think AI just by knowing that, like putting all the hits in over the years, is going to be able to bring out a beautiful, soulful no track. You see, <clears throat> I have this fucking gripe with. There's been a trend the last few years about modular synthesis. This you probably lose half your audience now. Modular synthesis, it looks Everyone like something of fucking Doctor Who. Synthesis? No, but a lot Switch of people off. bought into it because it's lots of knobs and, it, and wires and it, and it looks cool, but 99% of the people doing it, I've got an eyelash in my eye, no, the, it sounds like, um, what's your mate called? R2-D2. Day 2. Day 2, R2-Day 2. <laughs> oh yes See, I'm Can't wait to call him R2 Day 2 Why has no one ever called him R2 Day 2 Someone must have I can't believe I've never had That's rubbish I was just calling him Day 1 or Day 3 You need friends with more humour Jesus um, But a lot of people bought into that modular shit 
and and it's just bleeps and fucking squeaks. It's, it's rubbish. Now, is it, even as I'm telling you this story, I don't know how I got onto it in the first place, <laughs> which is great. But there's only a couple mate. of people who can write. Like it sounds like AI music. Bip, bup, 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 bip, bup. It sounds like pong on a fucking Atari. It's rubbish. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. It's rubbish. But some friends of mine and some other people can actually write. They can use it all to write chords and, and leads and bass lines this and, is and the make thing. it all I, work. I, but there's a lot of people... One of these very successful producers that is very good with modular synths sent me a clip of someone the other day, some very drab-looking dude with this little modular synthesizer, and, and the WhatsApp message said, I want to hit him in the face with a shovel. <laughs> and let me see if I can pull this... <laughs> pull this up and play you uh, what they were making. So this is like AI music. Sip. Um, let me let me find this. Oh fuck! I'm gonna lose this now. I need it. How many messages ago was it? <laughs> Got the dog Instagram. I just want to hit this guy in the face with a shovel. <laughs> I'm fucking logged out of Instagram. Oh, of there we you go. Are. You see how we loop back you are, there? Mate. I'm not <laughs> logging in. But there's a different to there's something to be said for like soul in music. Whether you, whether you've got that back catalogue in your head which a computer supercomputer can read in a minute. Like there's the, the famous chess thing where like the mm. Google AI beat. There's a big difference between a game that's based on very strategy. Yeah, on strategy and, to and to a soul. song or a creative thing that connects with people because of that emotion that But at the same time as I'm saying this, I feel like I don't know. I feel like it will be able to do it. I wonder well, if well, like well, there's producers two types of music. and engineer, engineers will stay. But there's two types of music. I mean, mainstream pop music to me isn't is very much mo- has moved away from that soul thing that I'm talking about, and and it creates instant hits. Yeah, but it's still a feeling. Catchy, but a lot of it's like catchy. Well, catchy instant mainstream pop hits. I think could be written by AI. The ones that last. For you know, up to a week on the charts because they just get stuck in your head like an ad jingle. Mm. You know, I think ad jingles will be written by AI easily. Like, it's just there's a formula to that stuff that doesn't have to be soulful. It's it's about getting a caught in your head. It's not about connecting to it on a soul level. But there's a but the element of songs that involve that poetic emotive feeling where the reason you relate to it is because you think whoever wrote that has been through a an experience that painful that or caused, happy or... yeah that caused an emotion that i that i relate to i've i'm i've probably been through the same experience as whoever wrote that you'll never i just don't think you'll feel that from something that was written by a computer hmm. just don't think that's you're ever going to relate to it in that way but i but i don't doubt that a jingle or a or a really get stuck in your head tune i don't doubt that that could be written by ai hmm have you ever listened? Like, I know there are programs now that see. I should have do it, but I've never. I didn't know we touch on this, but I should know that. I know there are three Google AI plugins. Definitely losing an audience here. <laughs> one's like maybe melody, one something else, and one something else. <clears throat> and I know friends of mine that have kind of. I'm not going to say fallen for it, but they've done the Instagram post saying Google AI plugins are fucking amazing. I don't know if I tried it. I can't remember, but I have a suspicion that I downloaded it. Uh, Philip, what's going on, mate? 
Doing a podcast. <laughs> Bro. Imagine if young Jamie just kicked the radio on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember trying it or I've watched the YouTube video or something and was very underwhelmed. But it's early stages. I see what you're saying. But it could develop over time. Yeah, I still find Can it Can you really... simmer a song? I mean, think of it. Think of a, a massive, like, timeless hit from any genre. Like, I don't know. It's funny. Like, I remember a while ago, Stewie, Stewie from The Beat. Shout who, out to who, Stewie again. Yeah, big Stewie. He very much, uh, he used to be a, like... He's a big lover of old school rock and roll and, and songwriting, all that kind of stuff. And, and then he did a very, he did a big twist into the electronic scene and then he sort of lost his, not that he lost his love for the old, old songwriting, but he became very much into electronic music. And I remember he used to, we used to argue about this a lot, like especially just before I went on that big States run six years ago, he was saying rock, he would always just, you know, have a go and say rock and roll is dead, mate. It's dead. It's over. Like, and well, I, I, go on. And I started to be concerned about that, just with the whole way electronic music's come in and the the, the whole scene of the face of music has changed. But then when I went to the states and I did a tour across the states for two months, played in a lot of dive bars and a lot of, and and hung out in a lot of dive bars and all nice. all sorts of places. The biggest thing that struck me was how unbelievably alive uh, real rock and roll band songwriting music was. And and despite how big electronic music had become, man, I'd be in bars or wherever and just or in cafes and there'd be like 21-year-olds sitting there singing along to Led Zeppelin and the Doors and it mm. was still really, really, really current. Do you like, think that's to, part of being here? For so long. I, that's what I. That's what my assumption was. I, I remember There's thinking. Still a big world and I remember saying there. that to Stewie. I was like, "Dude, it's it's a real a perception based on being in Bali that is that is such a transient electronic party island where electronic music the scope of the world. Yeah, in the music scene. Yeah, because it's not driven by that. It doesn't have the long term Western culture of rock and roll music infused in all its bars and its history. Yeah, to still be playing that stuff in a reminiscent in a reminiscent way that that then the next kid grows up with it and then the next kid grows up with it. I still think that um, – and, and you see that with um, the cycle of music. You still this resurgence with that like old school sort of 60s, 70s sounding rock and roll suddenly mm. kicks back in again. You know, the Black Keys, man. Like Psychedelic rock, like Tame Impala. Yeah, yeah, it does. It comes back around and it's – and I think that a big reason for that is is that thing that we keep going back to. It's the soul in it. It's the – Oh my god, that yeah, person. Like a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out when we do part two of this. Yeah. If uh, from the um, AI from our, has written a from good our track big yet. pod gel <laughs> Neurolink. That's it. Beds from our eighty. Yeah, mate. We'll be living the dream. <laughs> I guess do you, so. What do you, what do you reckon? You want another beer, or do you want to keep going? Or yeah, I'll have a yeah. little fill up there. I mean, I feel like we have more zip we can, early on in in the. In the podcast, we, we can wind it up. We're on a tangent, you know. There's no. How many of these episodes you done now? This is only uh, like. I mean, I've only done like five or six podcasts. We've got two in the barrel now to go out. Mm. I should have done your rooftop one, not as a performer, because that'd be pretty fucking boring. 
Well, we wanted to do these. I like the one the, that you did with G. Sunset Shout session. out to G, the yeah. dog dragon man. <laughs> dog dragon massive. Um, yeah, just drinking whiskey on the rooftop. You miss that house? Mate, miss it, miss it big time. I mean, it was such a... I mean, like anything, when something ends on a good note, you never want it to, yeah. but it puts it in a really good place you know it keeps it you know it keeps it locked in a special place in your mind and it'll it'll always stay there and that house was such a great house it's where we started the Bali Rooftop it's where it was a real drop-in center for people just to come around and time for a pee and jam and mate get in there (laughs) that's one's gonna keep you company (laughs) you gotta give me a topic to crap on about while my legs still work Oh, mate, we're getting old. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to have to invade Phil's room down there to the left. Thanks for sticking around, people. If you have, you're still there, you're still with me on the podcast. What's going on, Phyllis? <laughs> Jump in the mic, mate. We're still rolling. Ah, yeah. Ah, mate. Just this. We're still rolling, though. It's, you didn't stop it, did you? No. How's it going, mate? Yeah, yeah I'm good. good, mate. Good, what's, good. What's going on in your pandemic world? Oh, just a little bit dusty today, so I'm just laying on the bed. What is dusty for, Listening mate? to our podcast, mate. <laughs> what, which podcast are you listening to? Uh, Mark Maron. What the fuck? All right, which one? Uh, to Mellon. Oh, Tim Allen, that'd yeah, be a yeah. good one. That's the latest one, yeah, it's quite oh, cool. Oh, nice. I just listened to Sam Neill. Oh, yeah, I listened to that the other day. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite cool, actually. My friends were just on his farm recently. Oh, and really? I saw photos of them, they're actors, they're quite famous in Australia. Oh, it's so New Zealand. Like, every time I talk to you about any... Okay, mate. Let's <laughs> do this together. <laughs> any time you talk to a Kiwi, oh, especially Phil, because he's a muso... About any sort of actor or band in New Zealand, like, Phil's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was... When, when I was flat mating with them and they were banging like the <laughs> Prime Minister's ex, uh, ex cousin or something, you know, there's some yeah. mad connection there. It's a small country. It like is a small. 4.5 million or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll let you guys get back to it. You need, you need a third mic. Yeah, well, Phil was going to jump in, in and then um, co host. And then we realized we've only got the two, the two mic interface. But you guys just did a uh, work. I've got one. What, what did you guys do the other day? You, Phil said you were out. So uh, back there. they were doing a session. Where was it? Jimbarine. Yeah. Mm. So Jimbarine. It was down in the deep of Jimbarine. It's deep. It's proper guts. I was Jimbarine. invited to a, yeah. a session of theirs, which I kind of just dropped in on and uh, just got very technical. It was a master class, man. I guess. Nice. It wasn't much composition, but it was like engineering stuff. So what stuff that the audience are, are like s- overdrive <laughs> saturation mixed down bus compression yes. the usual he's stuff used, yeah. he's used the word saturation a lot lately is that for your yeah. <laughs> yes there we go you got to saturate there gain stage yep. it's important hey. you see yeah. all right That's i got it. the i got the like the herpes from Damien, uh, like, you know, <laughs> the herpes of the sound world yeah cuz he gave me the whole like, no it's good stuff it's like uh Stuff you got to know. I mean, how deep into that do we go without 
Boy, I don't know what your audience audience are like. Fuck it, what, what, just go hard. Go hard yeah, mate. just gain stage. Like, there's a lot of people that will drop for engineers and producers out there. You'll drop a compressor on a channel, and it'll sound like it's boosted the volume. So the brain perceives louder as better. Well, it's mm. not true. If you're dropping stuff on, you're just gaining your level. And if you've got 60 channels of audio and MIDI, and you keep dropping that shit, and you're just pushing your gain, so you need to you need to for whatever effect you add, you need to dial the game back so you've got the same volume on the way out. Does that make sense? It totally no, makes no, sense. I, it makes total sense Same to me. saturation. Saturation's I mean, uh, like harmonic distortion, like in harmonics. So if you're, if you're adding a saturator it's to like a, a sub bass or a sine, which is a clean sine tone, you distort it and you're going to get extra harmonics, but it's mm. going to make it louder. So you need to dial that back. So but those extra harmonics game. are actually adding a beautiful grip for sure, into the brain the likes into music. Odd harmonics. Mm. It's like for me, it's like one of the only times where people like the things that are in odd numbers rather than even. I noticed that just recording, like if you use the distortion just, pedal, like fuzz or, or or stuff like that in your music. You, well, even the other day, I recorded just a, it. just a straight acoustic finger picking track, and. It wasn't until I recorded it that I listened back and heard harmonics happening in there just from my f- the way my fingernails were scratching the strings at huh. times. There were harmonics that, that sounded really nice, like really unexpected, weird, chlorine, wolverine. It's those That's big, it. thick, <laughs> lockdown nails. Yeah, that they, it actually caught this certain sounds that you don't expect that just... They, d- they don't. They, yeah, they don't subtract if it from it. Pure all. and it was clean. It wouldn't be as good. It's, it's, you know, so you've got all this digital equipment these days that c- can record the purest signal, but you're paying. Oh, yeah. Sorry, keep going. I'm just gonna thousands of dollars for these boxes that will distort or compress your signal to make things sound more analog, like old studios. Tape, tape saturation, and stuff like that. Do you want to throw that up? Mm. Yeah, I mean that's. Oh, the, your battery gone? Yeah, the the GoPro just died, and it's the the that there's an issue yeah, with that yeah. you can't plug it in and you can't charge it and record at the same time. <laughs> no, it's weird. They're really. Oh, you can't on yours either. No, and you can't run uh, an old a Hero Four GoPro on the USB for power if it's connected to like a, a laptop, like oh, bus power. Yeah, it has to be connected to the mains. Yeah, right. What's going on there? Well, I, used really? to, I was doing all the streaming stuff a long time before people are streaming now. I was doing it in the studio. Phil's struggling. So have you been writing? <laughs> I'm trying to get away. It's, like, it's a bit tight of the skin. It's a bit tight, mate. Oh, yeah. That's what Jim said. Do it. Do it. Do it. Have I been writing? Yeah, like... Wh- Just sketches. Lots of sketches. But are you sketching out in this... Are you sketching out... <laughs> Sketching out, mate. No, it's only just got in the, the studio, studio back. Or? I say only just in three months. Now, for all the gear and the environment of that studio, it's amazing. It's a dream come true for a producer engineer. Man, like when I it's not first, Abbey Road, but it's when I first was playing this at the W and walked into the W studio and just saw you sitting there just with your coffee, going, "Mate, this just this is my space now." I was like, "It's pretty special." You right? really slotted into a great spot there. It's a, yeah, it's a, I'm sure it'll come to an end one day, and I'll be gutted, but. Yeah, I love it a lot. It's the best project I ever worked on. Um, but for writing and sketching, ironically, I do the my best stuff 
at the kitchen table in with AirPods. That makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah it's that's weird, that, right? You can be surrounded thing, yeah. by all this gear. You know, I got Prophet Six, Sub Thirty Seven, Moog, Avalon, mic pre's and compressors, and all UAD gear. But if I just sit with Ableton or Logic and AirPods, just tinkering around, always like chords and melodies and bass first before any drums, you can get some really interesting shit. Yeah, I, I, I find that's hey, the Phil. best. You reckon you could grab us a beer? Uh, yeah. I know you want more. No, but they're at the shop. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, they're they're just in the fridge. Yeah, I left them in the fridge. I left them in the fridge up the road inside the shop. Yeah. Okay, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to grab yourself one as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know why that is, uh, and it's not often it happens. I think that's why I'm so inconsistent, and I don't really finish stuff. But you know that rarely, makes that makes because the house is always chaos. Oh, like family running around and annoyed in and out of the kitchen. Wife and kids, man, yeah. Yeah, but if, I, if I'm sat at the table and everyone's gone to bed or everyone's out of the house and I'll, I'll just open and, and, and again, it goes back to when we first started talking on this lengthy journey that it's, it's going to take half an hour to warm up or a sketch might be shit. It might, be, it might do nothing, but if I go back the day after, I'm still warmed up and I know what went mm. wrong in the last session. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I, have a, I, I have a good habit. I like I start all my tracks in uh, A, A harmonic minor. Originally, like A minor, so it's all, all white I'm notes. I'm such an A minor freak. A it's minor different for you. A minor strings, I, I don't know what that, what that means, but on, on keys, I, I have like, it's different now because Ableton 11 just came out and you can, set, you can set your scale in the piano roll. This is super nerdy shit. There are people tuning out by the second. But I had a trick where you can draw in all the... So if you, if you want major, <coughs> if you want a major scale, you're just going to draw all the white notes in the piano roll starting from C yep. up to C. And then you can shift it back behind the piano roll and, any, and fold the piano roll so every, every note you write is going to be in C. Mm-hmm. If you want minor, start in A minor because it's all white. And if you want C minor, D minor, or a- anything else, you can just... You'll know because you're a musician. I'm, I'm like technician, engineer, producer. But I know that if I fill out all those white notes from A up to A and then duplicate it so I've got two octaves and then I fold it so there are no gaps in between like tone, semitone or whatever, mm-hmm. that pattern is, is, a minor, is a minor key a pattern. Minor key, so yeah. I, can, I can transpose that down to a C, a D, E, F, G or sharps, flats, whatever. It's going to stay in that code yep so that's how i start but usually in a minor but then it sounds i don't know too linear so i always shift to like harmonic minor if i just shift that up to, up to the g like the sharp it sounds people say it always sounds like ethnic or egyptian or middle eastern but it doesn't it just sounds more interesting because it's just got that bit does you're that probably, make sense you're probably going to think that if you're not egyptian you know what i mean like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah egyptians Egyptians, Egyptians like, will just be like, Are "You fucking serious? Nah. <laughs> kidding me right now?" But you know, it's, it sways that way. <laughs> yeah. If you like, if you know a harmonic minor, yeah, it just makes it more interesting than like a flat A minor Western scale. Yeah, and that's what a- I think is linear, and that's when you're gonna kind of draw melodies on the beat, and it'll just sound like a Google plugin. Need to pull that mic up. You sound like Hugo coding away. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Hugo just coding. No, I find those interesting scales. Uh, they inspire me a bit more to to write. But to answer your question, 
That's a bit long-winded. That's the Singaraja. Brought that, to you by Singaraja but Beer. But that makes sense to me. I mean, I often write the fastest with an acoustic guitar when I go when I book into a hotel room somewhere, anywhere, wherever, and it's a bit of a reverby, empty, shitty hotel room. Mm. Like some of the best, the fastest songs I've ever written is when I've walked in a room, I've gone, oh my god, this room is just terrible it's literally just the classic white tile floor Lovely. bed in the middle and nothing else in the whole room and i'll go well nothing to do but play my guitar then so i'll pull the guitar out and i'll go holy shit it sounds good in here mm. it's that reverb and then i'll within five minutes there's a song written i'll be like and it's not a flash studio it's it's that what's your process when you start do you have like a go-to scale or like a uh, comfort zone for starting tracks. My, well, my my comfort zone is definitely A minor to F. Like that just it's great. A minor is the one. Yeah, and it's and that can be the thing is it won't actually always be A minor. It'll be the shape because I, I might throw the capo on just to change change shit up. So I'll slide the key up the guitar, which means fret. which means all of a sudden it's not A minor, but it's still the same shape. Yeah, but it's the same. And it's like you saying you're, you you move it you. You, you get that pattern and then you change change the, the place of it so you're changing the key and you're changing the everything but it's actually the same the same movement and the, yeah so so I, I might do that but yeah that that's a comfortable place that I naturally jam over but I'll often pick up the guitar and jam and then just start singing and I I I improvise vocals very easily so that's that's so I just let myself sing and then if something starts to work and I like it I'll hit record on my phone and then later I'll listen back and that's when I might um, start writing lyrics to suit what I've sung <coughs> got you thanks, thanks dude. Phil awesome but Phil's I'll never been to the shop and brought back a beer what a gentleman yeah <laughs> he brought us one of him himself 10 don't worry <laughs> But uh, I, I will never, like, I often find it funny when someone says to me, I feel like we're talking about something that might be worth something all of a sudden again. Yeah. <laughs> We've got such a mixed audience, hopefully. Yeah, those, those coding, uh, those yeah, crazy, so, AI those neurologistic coding, backstory future to drug dealing, psychopathic, like, plug into the matrix. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, I will. But yeah, writing um, those melodies first and then everything will follow after that. Yeah, I always laugh when, well, often I've had someone say to me, hey, I write lyrics, so I tell you what, how about I give you my lyrics and you write a song with them? I could, I never, for one, I love writing my own lyrics, but... but how I've, do you know I've, those lyrics are going to fit? That? Yeah, I've never, I've never written lyrics and then designed the a song around right? it. It just doesn't work that way because then you're not... You've pretty much you're, got a fucking poem... Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah, yeah. Just keep it as a poem. If it's written down and there's no music to it, just leave the music out of it. Like just yeah. just throw it on your Facebook status and be done with it. That's it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I I, subscribe. I don't sing to try and mouth my words around words from a page. I'll sing and because there's a fluidity that comes with singing and the way you mouth words that just there's a beautiful sound that comes out just through improvising and and feeling it and then you can if you record that and you listen back to it and you know it works you can then write lyrics that fit those sounds and shapes got you rather than trying to mood yeah yeah rather than trying to fit i think that's why it's important to do like your chords first Mm. chords then melody then a bass that'll fit that this is off topic but i just remember your gopro went down and this is a issue i had (laughs) <laughs> when I first started streaming years ago from the studio. It's not streaming though. 
No, you know, but I'm saying if you're recording, oh, it's recording, yeah, you can actually run it off mains power, and it'll keep it'll keep recording to the card. You need like a, I think oh, it's really? micro USB to a, a mains power, but it won't run off the Mac technical tip oh, okay. for everyone. If it's we've plugged got, into the mains, the, it will keep the going. Phone filming it now anyway. Oh, yeah. So we're back online. <laughs> we're back online, baby. What's next? I think we've solved a lot of shit. It's been a lot of uh, world issues. Well, we've we've admitted that there's a lot of problems. I don't know if we've solved many. We're not solving anything. We're just shooting the shit, I so think you're, the kids say. You're staying in Bali now. You're, yeah, I am. You're here for a bit. I love it. It's like a love-hate thing. But then again, the grass is always greener. It's funny. I've, I've looked I've, at the UK, nice parts of the UK. Then the UK's in a mess. Um, Australia... I'm really great, not drawn like, to living back in Australia, the UK, or the States. At the, the States, I have this charm with, like, not so much LA, but I've, I have this fucking micro-obsession with California. You know, my wife's dream is to go to New York. But for me, it's, like, it's, it's not. It just sounds like noise 24 hours a I day. It's York, always yeah. on. Yeah, well, that's I what people tell me. It's like, you've just got to try it. you love it. Yeah. California, I love it. I just and I've not I've I've only seen LA and San Francisco. I like to see San Diego. I like to drive up through all of it. Mm. But then you learn like maybe it's because of a pandemic, like the homeless crisis there, the taxes. Or but none like, of that like a definitely none of, none of that takes away from the beauty of that country when you're traveling through it. It's I've only been to California to travel through in Texas. Yeah, right. That was nice. Yeah, I was only there a few days. I can't say I got, I got to know it. I absolutely love California. I, I think it's beautiful, but I, I, I think I am drawn more for living, which sounds crazy because I live in Bali. But I, as far as making a move to a big place like the states, I am actually drawn more to a place like New York, where it's big city, gritty. It just inspires me to want to write more. And yeah, for sure. I think it's probably good to do the thick of it there. Yeah, but to live, you, you hear stories. I'm sure I'd maybe my, wrong people go there to kind of make it, but then get out. Yeah, well, and that's if you're going to go there, you have to be. Have for the last five years, I've gone there for for a month of every year, and yeah. because it's a month, it's it's just a it's like just being thrown full like deep, full, yeah, into the deep end. One day, one day I'll try it, but yeah, I'm definitely biased towards California. You will love New York. You 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 will like. I can't imagine told you the best time it goes, like September, October. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah, the, the when it's when it's still warm enough to really enjoy that, just a yeah, because it gets crazy hot and it gets crazy cold. So right. if, you, if you can get there in the middle, in between those, I mean, it's just a vibrant, crazy, beautiful city. Everything at once is just being. I bet every story written is just. It's like you're lying under a library of books and history and every. All, all those poems and songs that you've listened to where people have been through shit and stabbed and been drunk and nice. had the worst acid trips and then woken up and walked out in the sunshine and realised how beautiful coffee smells and the smell of a bakery filling your nostrils and listening to someone argue on a street corner and then looking over and seeing two lovers kiss for the first time. Sounds like Changu. Like all at the same time. <laughs> Sounds like Vatu Balong. Oh, my God. With your, with your fucking leather jacket and your boots on the That's beach. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Board shorts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Smashed avocado toast tattooed Smashed on your forehead. Smashed avo. It's avo. <laughs> Smashed avo. Aren't you? you Smashed avo tattoos. Kids. God save me. Yeah. One day... I'll go to New York. 
Isn't it funny how that everything's just completely shut down and everyone's left? Once in a just, lifetime. And then there's Changu. <laughs> Doesn't give a fuck. Never happened. Zero fucks. If you didn't see it, just, it never happened. Yeah. There's no COVID here. It's crazy. No helmets, no masks, no nothing. Yeah, I mean, you drive through there during the daytime. I had daytime. a guy come to the studio, actually, came to the hotel yesterday, producer DJ from uh, the Eastern Block, let's say, wants to do a photo shoot in the studio <coughs> for his new release. And Guy living here? Or? Yeah, I guess he's living here, yeah, or he's trapped here or whatever. But, you know, you get used to, like, just, like, bumping knuckles with people or just saying hi. This guy came in with a full handshake and the hug straight away. And I was like, holy fuck. Did he smell like, of Changu? It was like a shark. He smelt of Changu, didn't he? It is, but, you know, <laughs> I, I thought. Oh, he could have even had a little bit of a Pereira now. I was a bit, I was a bit to startled, his, to his smell. to say the least. <laughs> it's like, don't hug me. Don't do that. That could be that could be very Ubu though. Did he? No, he's, no? he's he's from the goo. Oh, it was a goo. It was a gooster. <laughs> a goose. A goose. That's it. We just coined it. He's from. He's a goose. We live in China. Yeah, oh, goose just squawked in. Yeah, and he came to the studio again today, and did the same again. But you don't you don't want to make it awkward. Well, you should. You should. It's very full on when someone goes like. There's it's like a, that open hand, and you kind of like. There's a fine line. You make line, your knuckles but... clear. He's like, is he going to punch me or is he going to bump fist? He's like, here's the knuckles. Touch him. Don't, don't shake. Bitch. I'm always very confused by people that go for a, a minority group greeting to you at first meeting. Like, as in uh, what? Uh, yeah, as in like a fist pump or a high five or a or, or what? You know, any kind of. Have you ever met someone where they've like first meeting and they've gone for a high five? I'd love to see. <laughs> Nice to meet you, I'm Athlon. I'm trying to think of which sex orgy I was in where <laughs> oh, I was high fiving someone. We're not going to get into <laughs> your New York stories. Uh, um, okay, maybe a high five is a far reach, but but I've definitely like met a lot of people who have fist pumped on first meeting. Is it and pump or bump? Because I think if you say fifth, oh, fist pump, fist people pump. might get Maybe the that's wrong. back to the sex orgy. Yeah. Uh, let's just keep away from Got to wash your hands that, yeah. regularly. Yeah, wear the mask. Keep the mask on. Keep the gag in. Fist pumping. Continue. So fist touching. What? What do we? I don't know. Bump. This is why Some it doesn't make do sense elbow. to me because I can't even think of the term. Like it just doesn't make sense to me at all. Like when someone does one of those things, and I think to myself, what if you do that to world. everyone you meet, surely seven out of ten people look at you strangely, or it turns into an awkward situation more often than not. As that, that open handshake is awkward now. Okay, what's the open handshake? A oh, as fucking in a handshake. Like they're coming at you confident and strong, which was fine just over a year ago. Oh, as in, pr- I'd as be in, in that sweaty, oh, you, mean a, basement. You, mean a, you mean a PCH? What is that? That's pre COVID handshake. <laughs> that's the Pacific Coast Highway. It's <laughs> been recoined. We're back on California. Well, this guy came in strong, confident, open handshake. Right. And I felt obliged. Well, he's in the Changu bubble, mate. There's no COVID. That's right. He's never experienced it. Exist, right? doesn't, it's never so I shook it. it and I kind of made sure that hand was planted on the table until he'd left. And as soon as he'd gone, I fucking bathed, straight, straight bathed in sanitizer. <laughs> now, I don't know if I'm just like, just I've become the paranoid. Off. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I'm still a handshaker though, but I, but saying that I'm not, I but I think saying that I don't mean like it. I said earlier, my friends have gone. I don't see many people, which isn't so bad. I quite enjoy it. You know, a life of solitude. I'm Maybe somewhere. I'm not a handshaker because I don't see anyone anymore. So yeah, yeah. Well, you'll find out. Mm. I mean, it's different with you. I came to do this, and I know that you're mostly clean. But when a stranger comes out and I'm, they're like, I'm only clean, uh, yeah. bang, and like it's, it's like oh. It's just like refusing a gift off you someone. You really, yeah, you're like, yeah I guess put you're that right. shit away. You like, really wear a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be a rubber glove. Did that? No, they, there's already they've already looked at that, right? Where rubber gloves are just pointless. Because I remember there was talk of rubber gloves at the start oh, of the I, whole COVID thing, and I was, missed that. Oh, I remember someone saying it. It's pointless because you literally just you're still passing shit on yeah, from one thing to the next. Yeah, on the glove, I guess. Yeah. Me being the epidemiologist. Yeah. See, I can still... I spit. mean, there are definitely times when I want someone wearing a rubber glove, but, you know. But they're not the times that I love to get involved in. But I was quite regardless. startled with this uh, confident handshake. I mean, I'm more startled with a... With a... Oh, the see, guy came to the studio today. Again, he's planning this photo shoot. I thought the photo shoot was today. My day off. So I go in the studio, 10 a.m., ready to get this photo shoot done, wrapped in 30 minutes, in, take some pictures, look like you're fucking... You're dreaming, are you, for a, a 30-minute photo shoot? Isn't, doesn't, aren't all photo I don't imagine like, they were turning up with a crew. He had a photographer who probably had... With an iPhone. Canon. Fucking Canon? Canon? <laughs> a fucking Canon. You just got your posh on, mate. I did. With get a Canon? I say. Turn up with a camera... But then it turned out the shoot wasn't today. But even a, even today, I was sat at the Mac just just messing with like chords and melodies and stuff. And he he's leaning in, like and that heavy gave, leaning. Gave, yeah, gave me like the, close quarter the talker. breath, the everything. Oh, proper talk, like just yeah, like looking in on my project, like Ooh. and then went for that handshake and like the uh, pat on the shoulder hug, and I was like, yeah. But I'm again, I was obliged, like very yeah, wary yeah. of a of a of just the hugging and the. And that's before. He didn't look like he had leprosy or anything, no, so I, mean, I went with it. I'm all for, for you know, showing your emotions. But Shout out I to leprosy. I find it very, <laughs> yeah, let's not cancel, you know, watch the cancer culture, mate. <laughs> the lepers out there are going to get very You're offended. People from the Good look after. 1900s tweeting. <laughs> you literally from the grave. Thou dost The entire not 18th mock. century is going to be testing you on Twitter. Thou shalt not mock as <laughs> leprosy. Mock us thou shalt not, for this is that why I shall die. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I can't handle a, um, a like anyone a that gives me a major. <laughs> I can't handle a third beer, obviously. Anyone that goes in for the full hug before there's any kind of... But I, I don't know what, the guy. I tell you what, I would rather a, I would rather a hug, I'd rather a high five than a really piss poor weak handshake from a guy. They're the funny those, aren't they? Those dead fish handshakes. They're like, is it you me, or is it me doing this? Like, what's I that know floppy? it's not me because I can when you actually feel their knuckles like rub against each other and crackle in your hand because you just do go for a normal and firm handshake now. and it goes. And you, you feel their knuckles sort of go do that little run against no, each other. Those, even those floppy oh. ones. It's like, or you feel their fingers like oh, do that. There's something about like confident handshakes or something. Just, so a, just a solid, a normal, so, a firm hand. I don't know. It's something my mother taught me from the get-go. Was one like, of my DJs used to 
shake shake your hand. He'd shake your body. He was that confident. <laughs> well, that's that's over the top. <laughs> as fucking well. squeeze, and he'd fucking shake you like he's cracking a whip. You'd have to brace yourself, and it became like a <laughs> literally a private joke. You never knew. Bless him. I love him to bits, but he never knew. And over, See, over two, time, uh, I think he realised because he might have felt some resistance back. Yeah, he might right. have felt people bracing themselves. It's too but hard. Like the, it's too soft. You can't go in too hard. Can't like Indiana Jones. I watched um, Raiders of the, of the Lost Ark again. Raiders the of the what? What were you going to say? Anal Raiders. Almost got the uh, black market version. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> oh, this is all just fucking. This podcast has melted. <laughs> it's gone. The virtual Have you got any reality. stats how long like your your viewers or your listeners tune in for? No, stats, mate. No, it's all over. They've already tuned out. There's no one. The, the GoPro died. The phone's already... Even the phone's turned itself off. It might have gone. We've still got the audio. Um, what was I saying? Raiders of the Lost Ra- Ark. <laughs> Why am I talking about that? You watch oh, Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark. Gr- holds up. Great movie. Fucking right, does. Harrison Ford, Spielberg, man. the man. Absolute fucking kicker. <laughs> All right, mate. Do you want to wrap this up? I think we should we've wrap hit, it up there. This <laughs> Once we've hit Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. we've come to the end. What was the one after that? What was the sequel? Uh, Temple, Temple of, of Doom. Ah, oh, mister. He's, she said, hold on. He said, hold on, lady. We're going for a ride. Great movie. That's cultural appropriation, it, and I think you're about to be cancelled. Can you not this even? This is the quote, same guy from. This is the same guy from the Goonies that went. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it because yeah, I just do it. Same actor. Yeah, it was the same guy. Is that, that short, short. Yeah, well, yeah they had that belt with the fucking things that shot out of it. Is Shorty it's in the Temple of Doom the same? Yeah, kid as Goonies. Yeah, he was a fucking star oh, for like fuck, three films. Yeah, great roles. And on that note. Great roles. Athron, All right. Been Thanks good. for popping by, mate. I could go forever, but, but I you think know we're just... we we should fist pump. <laughs> I'm gonna shake your I'd hand. I'd high five you, but you know, not too hard, not too soft. <laughs> I'd hug you, but I'd knock the mic out. So thank you, rock and roll. Thanks for tuning in, thank people. You. Bali Rooftop episode number, I forget, beer number three. <laughs> See you next time. You.